Hey there, Ravens flock. Welcome back to Baltimore Talk, the weekly podcast giving you a recap of every Baltimore Ravens game from now to postseason. I'm your host, Anthony Propes, and I'll be bringing you everything you miss, plus my own personal thoughts, opinions, and analysis. First things first, I want to say happy holidays to everybody. I know the Christmas season is now over and the holidays have passed, but I did want to tell everybody happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, and Merry Christmas to everybody to whichever holiday you celebrate. And I hope everybody had a safe and a loving holiday season this year. And with that being said, let's get into the Week 16 contest against the Atlanta Falcons and our very own Baltimore Ravens and man did we finally have a game and I don't want to say it was a great game well actually yes yes I will because we finally did something something finally happened it finally paid off and we were able to take care of one beautiful little detail and had a very nice game on Sunday and to get that with that being said I will tell everybody as a lot of you know Lamar Jackson, still out, still injured. I hope he comes back this coming weekend, but we can't all be sure. We can't all 100% fact check. I know John Harbaugh has been saying that we're trying to keep him healthy, that they're trying to keep him healthy, not trying to rush his recovery because with the knee sprain, it is definitely difficult. But hopefully he will be back soon. And with all that being said, let's dive right into the opening coin toss here, which we did win And just like a few weeks ago, we elected to receive. And I can't fault anybody. I can't say anything. My personal standpoint, as you all know, I always choose to defer because we never know how that first half is going to go. But to each his own. And this happens to be one of those times. So first play of the game here after we do opening kickoff. It is first and 10. And our man, J.K. Dobbins. He gets the handoff from quarterback Tyler Huntley, still filling in for Lamar. He gets the handoff and gets a beautiful and swift run of 11 yards. First play of the game, we're already making moves and getting those chains moving. On next play here, on first and 10 once again, it is an incomplete screen pass to Mark Andrews, unfortunately. Mark, he did get his time to shine a little bit on Sunday, so we will be hearing his name just a little bit, but... With that, it is now 2nd and 10, and J.K. Dobbins, he gets another handoff, and he runs that for 4 yards. So now it's 3rd and 6, and Justice Hill, he gets a catch, but he is just short of the first down yards. So, after a nice first down run by J.K. Dobbins, and 3 quick but not very well put out plays, Baltimore is forced to punt for the first time today on Sunday. And it was a very cold Sunday, very dark Sunday. The sun went away and the shadows came out real quick. But now on the next play for Atlanta's first play of the drive, it is first and 10, and they get a handoff and a gain of eight. Then on the next play, it is second and two, and they end up only going a yard. Now on third and one, Atlanta quarterback Ryder, he ends up fumbling the ball, but they were able to recover it and apologize for my mispronunciation pronunciation sorry about that it is Ritter the quarterback for Atlanta is Ritter not Ryder I said that wrong my fault but he ends up fumbling that ball forcing Atlanta to punt for the first time as well so now it's 1-1 on punts and now going back to Baltimore's side of the ball first and 10 
Tyler Huntley, he lobs it to our man, Sammy Watkins, who is back, baby. Let's go, Sammy Watkins. He's back in action, and he gets that for 40 yards. 40 yards, let me tell you. That was, oh man, it was a beautiful throw. He just lined up in the pocket, heaved it downfield for 40 yards to Sammy Watkins, and we were able to get that. So now it's first and goal here, and there was a loss of three as Mark, he tried to get the ball. They did a little a uh, shovel pass to him, and he tried to get it, but he was still behind the line of scrimmage, and that was only for a loss of three yards. So now on second and goal, Tyler Huntley, he ends up trying to keep it, and he ends up running up just a little bit. Now, on the next play, same thing. He goes for a keeper, but he's dropped down at the three-yard line on third and goal, and he couldn't get very far. So, once again, stuck in the red zone curse. Justin Tucker comes out for a 21-yard field goal and makes it, putting the points up on the board. 3-0 with 8.02 left in the first quarter. With us Baltimore Ravens striking first, and we have that problem oh so often with the red zone curse and not being able to score in the red zone. But... I will give you a little spoilers that is rectified today. And it is now first and 10 for Atlanta as they're back on their side of the ball. It is first and 10. Atlanta goes. They end up dropping the ball. And Ritter is sacked by a combo team of Roquan Smith and Meta BK. And they were really double teaming this quarterback the other day. I'm going to be honest with you guys. They were really getting their hands on him, really making plays, getting in the backfield. It was a stellar game on defense. I will not lie to you guys. So now it's second and 10. Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton, our boy, he ends up swatting the ball down for no yards as it was a pass. He couldn't fully catch it. So he said, you know what? Let me just slap that junk out of here. So he ends up slapping the ball down. It's now 3rd and 10. Ritter is taken down once again, this time by Brandon Stevens and our boy Patrick Queen. These two, again, these four guys, Smith, Metabike, Queen, and Stevens, they were really giving the offense of Atlanta a really tough time on Sunday. I'm going to be honest with you guys. So now that'll force Atlanta to punt once again, second time today, with 6.33 left in the opening quarter. It's first and 10, and you know how our man does, Gus the Bus Edwards. He gets his hands on the ball. He runs the first play for six yards, now on second and four. He does the exact same thing, but this with an extra five on top, so he runs for a beautiful 11-yard run. It's now first and 10 once again. Gus Edwards again, but this time, unfortunately, he is dropped back for a loss of one. So now Tyler Huntley on second and 11 ends up overthrowing his man, which unfortunately, that'll put us at a third and 11. Then Isaiah Likely, he gets a quick toss. And that one was just a little too short of the first down. So now Justin Tucker has to try and put his leg strength to boot. And this one, unfortunately, in a windy 55-yard field goal. And I'm going to be honest, the direction of the wind and the direction they were facing, the wind was blowing way too hard. And he ends up having this kick blocked. Which, at first, when I thought about it, I'm like, oh, man, he had his kick blocked. That never happens to the most accurate kicker in the league. But after looking at the uh, broadcast and seeing how windy it was and having the, uh, wow, I apologize, Ravens flock, having the announcers who were calling the game on TV as well as on the Ravens game day network, how windy it was in the wind direction, 
that kick would have sailed right out of the uprights anyway. So it was kind of a good and a bad thing. It was a little bittersweet. It was bitter to see it blocked, but it was sweet to not see him miss. Because we, I, you never doubt Justin Tucker. Who doubts him? Definitely not me. But it would have been better to see this one get blocked than see him miss. If you guys understand. If you know what I mean. Like, that just sounds a little better. Oh, you never want to see him have anything bad happen. But I'd rather see him blocked than see him miss. So now, back on the Atlanta side of the ball, it is first and 10. Just uh, Travis Jones and Matabike, they're both on the stop on this one. And that ends up not going anywhere. So now, on second down, Falcons, they unfortunately do get the first down. I'm not going to lie to you guys. That, uh, that one was tough. You never want to see them give up yards. We hate to give up yards here. Now on first and 10, Ritter, he is dropped once again by Roquan Smith. This man, absolutely stellar, absolutely beautiful, absolutely crazy. He has to be the best trade that we have made. Like, he, he is the best acquirement we've made in a hot minute. And I know that could be a hot take for some, but I, I the evidence proves it. The numbers that he puts on my... Puts up on defense and the amount of things that he does. He, you can't prove me wrong on this one. I hate to break it to you guys. Like, this is not something you can argue that will warrant an argument because he gets it done. He, he really gets it done. It's absolutely beautiful to see. So now on third and 10, this once again, Roquan Smith, but this with the assistance of Marlon Humphrey, they're able to push Ritter out of bounds, forcing them after a him after a five-yard gain out of bounds so now it's fourth and five and he ends up throwing an incomplete pass at the 20-yard line forcing them to turn the ball over right then and there so now on first and 10 Dobbins he runs for a beautiful five yards and then after that it is now second and five but the time will expire so that will put us at the end of the first quarter and my overall thoughts quick and easy on the first quarter Aside from the fact that we had 40 rushing yards and 91 yards in total, so that means we had 51 passing yards and 40 rushing yards. We were really putting up number, numbers on Sunday when it comes to yards in terms of passing and the run game. We really were having it go well. But I don't really have much to say aside from that unfortunate red zone curse, as we all like to see happen. But other than that, it was a good quarter. It was a good first quarter. I won't lie to you guys. I really enjoyed watching it. I think we really had good things going for us. So we'll just get right into the second quarter here. It is now second and five. Tyler Huntley, he ends up lobbing it to Josh Oliver, but this time it's incomplete. Third and five now. Mark Andrews, he get and here's where he had it. it, it this, this is where it happened. There are three misses. No good. But this one here was a beautiful, and I mean beautiful, 37-yard pass. But unfortunately, it didn't go anywhere. And I, I hate to say, this is the third time that we missed on passes in a row, but th this one was beautiful to Mark Andrews, but uh, it, it unfortunately didn't go anywhere. So now on fourth and four, Justin Tucker, he ends up getting a 27-yarder. This now putting us up 6-0 at the start of the second quarter. First and 10 now on the Atlanta side. Josh, 
uh, Josh Oliver, I apologize. Travis Jones and Patrick Queen on the stop. Now on second and seven, Falcons, they end up getting the first. First and ten, Algier from Atlanta, he ends up gaining three, and he was their star on Sunday. Let me tell you, his name was called out a lot. So now Algier, he is dropped on second and seven by Roquan Smith, styled up and stopped right at the line. So absolutely beautiful, absolutely amazing to see. It is now third and seven, and Brandon Stevens and Patrick Queen, they end up getting the stop after a nice uh combo tackle after five yards so now we're on fourth and two as atlanta attempts to go for it but drake london fumbles the ball patrick o'queen he covers it he recovers it with 909 left in the second quarter this man he fumbled the ball and patrick queen was right there to pick it up run with it and get that ball back for us and turn it over so that is the first technical turnover Forced turnover, I should say, from Atlanta of the game today. Now on first and 10, Gus, Gus Edwards, Gus the Bus, as we all like to call him, gets a beautiful five-yard gain. And then on the second play, but on the first play where he starts out, he gets 11 yards. So in two plays, 16 yards. Right off rip, 16 yards in two plays. That's just what Gus Edwards does. I, I can't even express it any better. Now on second and five, Tyler Huntley, he ends up having to take the ball himself. He slid right for it, got the first down. So now we're at first and 10. J.K. Dobbins, he ends up running, and he barrels through people, like runs through them like a truck. Just said, you're not a stop sign. I'm not going to stop. He ran right through him, right for him, and got beautiful 14 yards. Now on first and 10, once again, he ends up darting for six with 6.35 left in the quarter, or in the half, I should say. He ends up running for six, but then on second and four, he ends up only going down after a yard. He got stopped right after a yard after a line. They end up catching him by a shoestring. So now on third and three, Tyler Huntley again ends up having to take it himself after having the pocket collapse on him, and he ends up getting the first down once again. Now in the red zone, we're on first and goal. J.K. Dobbins, he goes for a yard, and then the Atlanta Falcons, they end up taking a timeout with 2.33 left in the half. So now in second goal, it is an incomplete pass to Isaiah Likely, the rookie Isaiah Likely, who hasn't been getting a lot of love lately, but I could see that being turned over real soon. I think they're going to start giving Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews a little bit more love soon. Now on third and goal, our man, Demarcus Robinson, broke the red zone curse after so many games finally broke the red zone curse and got us our first touchdown in about four or five games, I want to say. Lamar Jackson's been out since week 13. Again, uh, Yeah, week 13, I believe, and this was now week thir- 16. So for th- three straight weeks, or actually, Lamar's been out since week 12. So for three straight weeks... 13, 14, 15, and now 16, Demarcus Robinson finally broke the red zone curse, and this play was under review, and it ended up standing, and we end up going for the two-point conversion, and Tyler Huntley had to take it himself, and he ends up getting it, so now we're up 14-0, 14-0, having the red zone curse finally broken after so many weeks. And I absolutely love it. I absolutely love to finally be able to report on it and talk about it. That our man, Demarcus Robinson, finally broke our curse. And it's absolutely beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. It was a great run. It was a great 
play. And same with Tyler Huntley getting the two-point conversion. He just took it himself, sold the fake to the right. He ends up taking it up the middle a little bit on the left side and ends up just getting it, and it was absolutely great. But once we come back, it's now Atlanta's first shot with the two-minute warning. Well, before the two-minute warning, they end up getting first and 10 and get the first, which will put us at the two-minute warning before half. Now on first and 10, once again, there is they get the first down, but there's a holding flag, so that'll draw them back 10 yards. So now on first and 20, Brandon Stevens and Roquan Smith, they get a beautiful stop here. So now on second down, they end up getting the... F- they end up getting the first down, but some shoving and some hands were thrown. I'm not going to lie to you guys. They were talking about it, that people were starting to do a little bit of uh, hand throwing. And I don't mean any hand gestures. I mean some hands like pushing, shoving. And now on first and 10 and second and 10, they throw a on first and 10, they throw an incomplete pass. And then on second and 10, they are stood up at the line. Now with Baltimore taking their time first time out of the half and with it now being third down and 9 it is the Falcons throw they get it caught but it is incomplete because the gentleman's feet were out of bounds and it was it, it almost got overturned I'm not going to lie but the booth had to look at it and when he caught it his heels they were out of bounds it was one foot, and it was a heel that was out of bounds, so he was not able to deem that. So now, on first and ten, or actually, no, I apologize. I apologize. I'm, I'm reading my own notes wrong. They deemed it inbound, which made no sense. I, I, I was trying to sell to myself that involatile pain of reliving that very dumb call on the ref's part. Because it definitely showed that he was not inbounds when he caught that ball. But again, I'm not in the NFL yet. I'm not an announcer. I'm not a referee yet. So when I make it, I'll be able to help everybody out with the Ravens flock and not let these very unfair calls go unpunished. Now on first and 10, Atlanta, they do get the five-yard run. And after that, they end up taking their second timeout. So now on second and five, they unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I should say. I, unfor- I meant for the next play, it's unfortunate. But on second and five, they end up throwing an incomplete pass. Now on third and five is the unfortunate part because they end up converting. So now it's first and goal. They throw an incomplete because he had to throw it away. But we were saved with the same kind of penalty that messed us up a few weeks ago with intentional grounding. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, the Atlanta's coach was heated after that one. He was not very happy with that. He was very upset. It uh, it did not go his way. But now on second and goal, the Falcons now, before their play, they end up taking their final time out of the half. And once they come back, they end up kicking the field goal, and it doinks right off the up, left upright and in, now making it 14-3 right going into halftime. And... I honestly didn't think it was going to go, but it just pinged right off the left upright and it fell right in. So I I guess the wind was in their favor or the ball or the ball has a magnet. in it. I don't know. I don't know where to speculate, but now it's halftime. We're leading 14-3, finally leading going into halftime once again after so many games, after so many weeks. So it is so nice to see, so nice to talk about, but... 
my honest opinion, I only have one note for halftime thoughts, and that is that we need better red zone execution. Honestly, that's all it really takes is even though we finally broke the red zone curse and got things done, we just need better red zone execution. Like, I think that if we do that, we will be where we need to be when it comes to getting things done. Like, we really finally broke the curse with Demarcus Robinson and getting us in the red zone, but I think we just need a little bit more red zone execution, and we'll be all set, really. Like, that that's honestly all I could think about for halftime, because our pass game was on wasn't on point but it has gotten better our run game was a lot stronger so i really think that we were just really killing it but like i said it's just the red zone execution that if we perk that up we should be all set let's kink things off with the third quarter with all those halftime thoughts out of the way now so starting off with the top of the third it is first and 10 kyle hamilton on the stop falcons did get the first and kyle hamilton did end up getting hurt though he ends up getting the stop, but they were able to get the first, unfortunately. Now, on first and 10 again, they pushed for four yards. They got to the line of scrimmage, but they pushed that pile. Like they always tell you, in offensive days, when you get there, push the pile. It helps. Now, on second and six, our man Chuck Clark, he ends up breaking up the nice pass, getting that stopped. So now it is third and six, and there was another incomplete pass, but there was a flag on the play on Pepe Williams for pass interference. John Harbaugh, he ended up throwing up the challenge flag. because you So you can't call throw the challenge on the initial flag for pass interference, but he did throw it up to make sure that the uh, offensive player was inbound when he caught that, and he ended up being inbounds. Or not to, that he was inbounds to make sure he had control of the ball, which he did. And now we lost our challenge flag and a timeout. So now it is first and 10. Travis Jones on the nice stop after they only got a short yard. So now it is second and nine. The ball is tipped and it is incomplete. We ended up tipping the ball. And this was because of Kyle Hamilton because he did come back after just these few short plays. He was shook a little bit, but he's good now. So it's third and nine, and they are stopped just shy of the first down marker. So on fourth and one, they go for it again, and they end up converting on four and one. So they've been good on Sunday when it came to conversions on fourth downs. Usually that's our territory where we usually go for it a decent amount, but they were actually really good on fourth down conversions on Sunday. So now on first and 10 again, Matabike, he's on the stop after five short yards. So now it's second and five, and then they don't go anywhere, keeping it in-house, keeping it from going anywhere. So on third and five now, the Falcons do convert. And again, they we usually are better on doing third and outs, but we weren't doing so hot. But now it is first and 10. Once again, the Falcons do get another big run of nine yards. And they end up going for it on second and one, obviously. And they end up getting it. And, and it's we're, we're usually better than this. This is That would be another halftime thought, I should say, is we need, to, we're, we need to get better at third and outs. Like, we're really good about it, honestly. We are. But our things, we, we just, we need to get a little better on that one there. So now on first and 10 is another gain of five. Then on second and five, they end up getting a touchdown, but it is called back for a holding penalty. So now it is second and eight. And Patrick Queen, he's on the stop and the save. Atlanta challenges the call. 
because they said that they got it, but they, however, did not. And the call stood, so they lost a timeout and lost the challenge on that. So now on third and eight, the ball is stopped by Roquan Smith. Once again, stopped at the line of scrimmage, didn't go anywhere. It's four and eight, and they end up getting the field goal, pushing it now from a little over a two-score game to a one-score game of 14 to 16. Now on first and 10 for Baltimore, Dobbins, he stacked up right at the line. Didn't go anywhere. He got the handoff and is stuffed right at the line. So now on second and 10, it's a complete pass to Deshaun Jackson, who gets a nice, decent amount of yards, and that'll put us at a new set of downs. On first and 10, J.K. Dobbins, he pushes a pile for a stellar eight yards on second and two. Unfortunately, he doesn't get a gain after that nice eight-yard run there. So on third and two, Tyler Huntley ends up fumbling it at his own 40-yard line. Luckily, we were able to recover, and we are forced to punt the ball away for the second, third time today, I believe. I believe this is the second time that we had to do that today. Now, with 3.17 left in the first quarter, it is an incomplete pass from the Falcons. Second and 10, no gain. Third and 10, Adolphe Owe, he gets a beautiful stop at the line, forcing Atlanta to punt the ball away. And that, see, and that's where I would say that that third and out comes in. We get three great stops back to back to back, and that'll force them to have to punt, which is exactly what we needed to get done. We needed, after that turnover and after that fumble, we needed to force a three and out and get back on the ball. And that is what we did. So now on first and 10, it is a complete pass to Mark Andrews for the first. And there he goes. Mark Andrews gets his recognition that he definitely deserved yesterday or technically on Sunday, but he definitely deserved this here. Now on first and 10, Gus, the bus Edwards gets a huge, and I mean a huge run game of 35 yards and let me tell you guys, this one here, this was absolutely beautiful. He abs- he had it going for him. He ran that thing like his life depended on it. So now on first and goal, he lunges forward for the five yards. And that actually ends the third quarter right there. And I will say third quarter, just as good as the first two. We just need to execute better third, third and outs. That's really it. That, that's our only thing is we need to just be able to stop the third and out game. But other than that, Uh, I would say let's just keep it going right in the fourth. We'll just keep it rolling, you know? So now on second and goal, Tyler Huntley, he gains only two. Third and goal, we have to throw it away because we we had the pocket collapse on us. Almost got sacked. Can't take that. So now on fourth and goal, we put it up more by a 21-yard field goal, courtesy of the most accurate kicker in the NFL, our man Justin Tucker, best kicker ever. Now it is 17-16 at the top of the fourth. So now in first and 10 for Atlanta, no gain. They are stopped right at, right at the line as they should be. On second and 10, they do get the first. First and 10, Algier from Atlanta. He ends up getting uh, only four yards. Not bad. Decent run. Now on second and six, Matabike with a beautiful stop. He got right up there, plugged up that hole and said, stop. No, no entrance. You can't go anywhere and held them up right at the line. So now it is third and six, and they end up do converting downs, moving the chains, and getting first down here. So now on first and 10 is only a gain of two. Second and eight is a complete 16-yard pass once again. They end up 
getting these yards. And th- this is this is where things get a little scary. I'm not going to lie to you. So now on first and goal, they get two. Only a two-yard gain. Now on second and goal, they are stuffed once again at the line. Now on third and goal, the Atlanta quarterback Ritter is marked short of the down. So now on fourth and goal, they are stopped once again. Once again, and no gain. But this is even worse because this is a turnover on downs because they had a flag thrown for an illegal motion. So not only did they not get it, didn't even attempt a field goal either or try to draw, draw us off sides, I should say. They had an illegal motion flag, so that really messed them up. And that'll put it at 17 minutes, 19 seconds left in the game. So now first and 10, Gus Edwards, beautiful 14-yard run. Then once after he moved those chains, he gets another short little gain of of one yard. Now on second and nine, Tyler Huntley has the pocket collapsed on him once again, and he is forced to dump it, throw it away, which no big, no, no issues at all. It happens. Now on third and nine, it's he ends up deep overthrowing it to Deshaun Jackson, which that that I will speak on at the very end. So we are forced to punt right after that, and that that happens. We got four fifty nine left in the game. It's first and ten for Atlanta. They have a complete pass, but there is a holding flag on the center of all things, and that's that. That's not something you see every day. The centers they usually don't usually get those holding flags, but this just happens to be one of those times where they got a holding flag. But it is what it is. It better for us. So now on first and 24 Atlanta, they are throwing an incomplete pass. Second and 20, they do throw another pass, but this one is caught for a solid 15 yards. So on third and five, Algier, he ends up getting the first down. Kyle Hamilton, on he ends up getting a nice stop on first and 10. So now on second and 10, the Falcons, they end up... Or they end up converting on that first and 10, I should say, after Kyle Hamilton got the lucky stop. So now on first and 10, once again, they end up get they end up not being able to go anywhere on first and 10. But on second down, they do end up getting a nine-yard run. So this that 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 is that happens. It it is what it is. I don't even know what to say. We we it's it's these little things. It is these little things that we got to be able to stop that run game. That's the one thing. But I'll, again, final thoughts for later. Now on third and one, we get a beautiful sit backfield t- saving tackle by Roquan Smith. He ends up getting in the backfield, getting the stop, and it absolutely beautiful, absolutely amazing. Then Atlanta with their fourth. With them being on fourth down, get a field goal, putting it at 17 to 19, 17 to 9, with two minutes, three seconds left in the game. Justice Hill, he ends up getting it on kick return, running it, and that'll run us down to the two-minute warning. So now all we need to do, get the first get the first down, call it a day. So Gus Edwards, he runs for three. Atlanta, they decide to use their second timeout. Minute 53 left. Second and seven. We got the first with a minute 49 left. In Atlanta, they decide to use their final timeout. And then us here, you know what the easy part is. First down, second down, third down. Kneel it and kneel it down for the first, second, and third down. And then after that, clock expires, time's out, game's over. Baltimore wins 17-9 over the Atlanta Falcons in week 16. And we're, we ended it. We put it away. We caught the victory. I don't really know what else I could say about it. It's 
that's what we got. What we got what needed to be done. I I really don't know how to explain it. With Baltimore, we came out. We had the physicality. We had a few things that we could have done better. Definitely, my personal final thoughts I would have to say are: we need to stop the run game better. We need to learn to control the run game. That is a thing that we need to do and a thing that we need to get done. Honestly, and I know my thoughts seem a little scrambled, a little jumbled, but that's just me. My brain picks apart six different topics at once, and then throws them out of my mouth. But with that being said, that's all I really have to say about the end of the game is that we just need to learn to stop the run game better. But with this victory, this might put us in the wild card, but we are going into the postseason. I, I told you every day since my intro, in my intro and since the beginning of the year that I'm going to be your host from the first game all the way to postseason, and we have a postseason Ravens flock. We are going into it. We're getting it done, and this game, it was huge. This was going to determine whether we would make it to the postseason or not, and we made it to the postseason, and John Harbaugh in his postgame interview did speak on that, so as I like to every once in a while, I know I did it last week and a few other weeks before that, I would like to have you guys listen to his interview question and listen to his response to it. Uh, yeah, are we? Yeah. Oh, okay. It feels great. Yeah, great. Sure. You know, like, congratulations to our guys. You know, we, to clinch the playoffs with uh, two games left is pretty remarkable. You know, it's not done too often, and uh, it's something to be really proud of. I'm, I'm really happy with that. Uh, I'll probably sink in tonight later. Hi, Mike. Was, um, was Lamar Jackson close, and does, does winning today change your approach to how you played him over the last two weeks? I haven't thought about that. Players play when they're healthy and ready to go. You know, that's really all we do. It's, it's you know, when, when the, the player and the docs come back and say, hey, you know, this time, then coaches, we, we build them into the game plan. That, that's really how. To think about it beyond that is just kind of a waste of energy and time. Uh, you know, all the players, including Lamar, Lamar's working very hard to get back. The trainers are working very hard to get him back. You know, I'm, you know, I'm optimistic in so many ways, but focused on our team and, and, the, and the next game plan with who we've got, really. And with you all having listened to his second interview question, is that was another topic I did want to bring up. Lamar is coming back soon. As he, as John Harbaugh just said, Lamar will be back soon. At, he is working on it, and I would not mind seeing him come back soon. That was one of my other final thoughts I did want to talk about, as I know everybody's talking about in the headlines, oh, Lamar might not be with Baltimore next year. Lamar might be a free agent and might go to the Buccaneers or go somewhere else. But I personally don't believe that they're going to want to do that. I don't think they're going to want to try and build, rebuild a team when Baltimore's already built their entire team around Lamar. I don't think he's going to end up doing that. I don't think they're going to do that to him. But with all that being said, honestly, Ravens flock, I don't really have much more to say about it. We clinched a victory. We clinched a win. And now we're going to the playoffs. We're in the postseason. And that's something to celebrate every year is when your team makes it to the playoffs, especially with us making it, only like John Harbaugh said, with two games left. We made it to the postseason with two games left. So it's, it's absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely amazing to see. I absolutely am so ecstatic, so excited. And with everything and all that, I would like to make the, not announcement, but kind of, uh, drawn something. I know a few of my episodes were very, very, very long. And I know recently they've been getting a lot shorter. That's just because 
we've been getting it done. We've been getting it done and I have a lot less complaints and a lot less things to say negative wise. So that means I have more time to talk about the good. And with me talking about the good, I know you guys don't want to hear me hammer on and on and on, but that's what a podcast is. But they will, these next few weeks with us before we make it through the regular season and get to postseason, they might be a little shorter than those 45 minute to an hour long episodes like back in weeks five, six, seven, eight, and all that. They're going back to how they were with weeks one, two, three, being about 35 to, well, 25 to 40 minutes because I don't have as much to say because all this stuff, it, it, all these games are just moving quick, quick, quick. It's not those long, drawn out one and 15s, two and 33s, and all that, and those crazy, okay, play timeout, play timeout, play timeout. It's those quick games like they're starting to run I would honestly have to say two minute drill faster and faster they're going okay just play after play after play after play and that's what makes for really good and exciting football so I honestly will admit that these episodes until postseason once we get through Steelers this weekend and Cincinnati next weekend they will be relatively short episodes this one's probably going to be end in just a moment but I just did want to let everybody know that let everybody know that Things might not be as long as you're used to, which I know for some that might be upsetting because I know some people somehow like to hear me talk and like to go on and on. Others don't like the long episodes. So I just want to try to give everybody a little update and appeal to both sides of the spectrum. But with all that being said, our next game, which went from being this Sunday to now being on Sunday night, it got pushed back for some reason. But we will be playing Sunday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers back home at M&T Bank Stadium. So everybody, thank you once again for listening to another exciting episode of Baltimore Talk. I've been your host, Anthony Probst, saying goodbye.